2: Untold Heroes Untold Heroes Hi, you're listening to Ricky Wilde and this is Unsung Heroes. Thank you for joining us again. Um, this week we have an absolute legend of the 80s and a legend of these days of the 2020s. Mr Nick Kershaw. I mean, what, what a talent this guy is. An incredible songwriter, incredible producer, beautiful lyricist. I'm a real fan of Nick and I feel so lucky to be able to actually call him a good mate as well. We've done many gigs together and tours. Yeah, well, I love the guy. What can I say? Um, Um, I gave him a bell to see if he'd be up for doing Unsung Heroes with us. And within a second, he said, yeah, count me in. And here he is in my studio and we're all having a chat. So there's Nick, there's me and there's Lee. Um, And there's also uh, another chap. Um, He's a new artist. He goes under the moniker of Le Avenue. Um, His name is Jesse Rubin Wilson. And Jesse uh, very kindly agreed to come up. But the lovely thing is that Jesse's a massive fan of Nick's as well. So it was lovely because Lee and I decided that it would be a really nice idea to um, put it in record when they actually meet for the first time. So the beginning of... The pod is actually Jesse walking in and meeting Nick, and it goes from there. Um, and we had such a beautiful chat. It was such a long chat that I thought it was too long for one podcast. So what I've decided to do is actually split it into two because I couldn't edit any of it out because it was just all so bloody interesting and lovely to be involved in. So um, so yeah, so Nick's one I'm gonna um I'm gonna put over two pods, and this is part one. So let's just get straight into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Kershaw and Jesse from Loving you.
3: Hello.
4: Hello. How are hey, you? How are it's you?
3: Great.
2: It's so good to great. meet you. Man. You too. <laughs> How
4: are you? Very well. Very well. well thank good. you. Good. Nice to see
3: you. Thank you for nice coming. It's absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me. So oh, no, It's an there, honour there, that you are. Right, you're so, going to get so, over there. Oh, it's an pleasure. Not at all.
2: Come in and squeeze in over there. Monsieur.
4: Hello, man. It's an absolute
2: honour to meet
4: you. <laughs> an honour. <laughs> <laughs> Hear that, Ricky? It's an honour mate. Is that what no, says? It's, honour, what, it's right. what he says to me every time he he meets me. Once <laughs> <laughs> again, it's
2: an honour. <laughs> so sit down, Jess, come and join us thank man. You, this thank is um you. Shall
3: I um
2: row. Yeah, no, yeah. get yourself comfortable, mate. We've um It won't work on radio oh, but it's not work. On oh, no, podcast, really. but what a jacket. Oh, that's a very cool jacket. I'm,
3: I'm sorry I haven't got one for you. It's all <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. the I'm sure sizes. you wouldn't have
2: one big enough, yeah. I think. <laughs> how <laughs> um, yeah, how lovely how lovely to have you How to lovely have... to be here. Yeah, Seriously. Let's... It's so great to meet you. Oh, as bless well. you, you know, bless
3: really you. it is. And well, thanks for being such a supporter, such a proponent in the uh, early days of this blossoming new project well it it,
2: were. We're, the, um Lee sent me some um some tracks and he's always sending me tracks but um the one particular track I really liked was, was um lipstick or and sushi and sushi yes and uh, i I just fell in love with that track and, and as it happens I was just going on holiday to, uh, to Portofino as which I don't do. normally talk about that but <laughs> we, we can talk about that a little bit more if you want and, um, and yeah so, so we're in Portofino listening to that full blast of my headphones and it was absolutely beautiful Beautiful, and um, we yeah, are in record. Yeah, I'm hoping we are. <laughs> It'll be on the
3: internet forever.
2: <laughs> and um, no, I just fell in love with it, and I, d- I downloaded the album and uh, just absolutely loved it. And yeah, congratulations on a fantastic album. Oh,
3: thank you, Ricky. that's, yeah, that's you really must be such with it. With,
2: with well, when when people such
3: as yourself say things like that, it makes all the hard work. You know, very, very worth it. So,
2: um, thank you very much. For me, it was lovely yeah. to hear all those beautiful old synth sounds. Yeah. Yeah, I did tweet yeah, yeah. that to you. But, yeah, you did. Um, I was I, very impressed with your knowledge on that. Oh, actually. mate, I, yeah. I remember <laughs> having my, my D50, and I had the, the rack mounted version of oh, D550 yeah. Yeah, yeah, as well yeah. Yeah. And, um, for the touring. And, um, I, remember and um, I remember all those beautiful sounds. And with the advent of all the soft synths coming through, I yeah. thought, oh, why, why do I need all these synths anymore? And I thought I was being so clever by selling it all. <laughs> and now I look back now and yeah. what the? What the fuck was oh, I, I thinking?
4: I must have been mental. I've got, no, I've, many skips have been. Oh. Recipients <laughs> of my Oberheims have gone in there. Oh, no, don't, PPGs oh, have like a... gone in there. Just kind of, <laughs> nobody's going to listen to them anymore. It's yeah. like
3: lacerations <laughs> when oh, you no, said Oh, no, I'm sorry
4: about that. <laughs> yeah, so are that you so using true. the real thing or are you using I,
3: them? Well, funnily enough, I still do have a Roland Juno 60. Have, oh, I, you're joking. No, I really have. and it, but Sadly, that the pots have got a bit dirty, you know, on the volume. That was
4: the first, when I first got my, my deal with MCA Records yeah. and I got me £5.50 advance. <laughs> <laughs> I, went, I went out and well, I thought I'm going to buy some gear and, and the keyboard I bought was a Juno 60. Brilliant, brilliant.
3: Yeah, because you toured with that, right? I
4: remember... Yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah, we, we saw that. And a lot of the sounds it. on that first album were, yeah. were, were, were that.
3: Yeah. Oh. I can't get rid of it. And I, I've jokingly said, you know, when they put me... You know, six feet under. There'll be me. There'll be the Juno 60, <laughs> then the Misses. <laughs> In that order. Yeah. <laughs>
2: God, that's on tape. Yeah. <laughs> but, I'll, I'll edit yeah. it. Don't worry. Don't worry. Well, I also uh, did
3: buy a uh, a JX8P. Oh, yeah. Um, purely because I, in the very early days, I'd gone to a studio and I remember when they came out. And, you know, with Juno 60, there's all the knobs and the faders. But when the JX8P came out, there was nothing. Yeah. I mean, it's literally just flat and it was just something else. And um, I managed to pick one up for about 300 quid off this guy in Margate, where I'd, funnily enough, that's where the studio was that I'd originally got one. But those are the only two bits of. And I've got a, um, a Rhodes Mark II. Yeah. Um which is just beautiful. I'll never get rid of that either. But the rest is you know, I mean it's a joke. I was thinking about this, I was reading up on, you know, some of your work with use of fair light. You yeah. know, what were they,
2: twenty
3: five K? Oh yeah, yeah that, probably, yeah. Yeah
2: i've got the, the the keyboard the old keyboard Have there of, of the really? clavier oh, yeah. uh, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> but the brain obviously is is absolutely fucked so i chucked that out right so um, but i kept the keyboard just for wow. sentimental prosperity yeah yeah for yeah, yeah. 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 there's yeah. a whole
4: room at some west um that about twice the size of this room which is just full of travel horns synclavia g- gathering yeah. Morse. It <laughs> was so expensive in those <laughs> days. Well, hundreds and material, hundreds you know. and hundreds of thousands of pounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's wow. why
2: you bought the. I bought the little one, and it, the little one was like thirty grand, I think it was. Wow. And, um, yeah, and then the um, obviously the fair lights as well. As you said, <coughs> they're about twenty five grand, I think they were a pop. But um, amazing to think what twenty five grand. Oh, buys I know. days. Oh, I'll and that was the... that
4: was just a little green screen monitor yeah. and a, and yeah. a cable yeah. that's pretty much yeah. it that's what yeah. you got yeah. for 25 grand yeah. you were paying for the R&D basically yeah. but,
2: it was, um, but no but it, they were amazing synths and when you listen to like Beat It you know that yeah. Boom, yeah, boom, yeah, boom, yeah. boom that yeah. sound that yeah. was all that yeah. was in clavier and that um, there were distinctive sounds, but but it's so lovely hearing hearing your stuff, uh, Jess. When when you, you you're hearing all those beautiful yeah. original sounds, yeah. and, and and the moment
5: I heard all that, that just brought it all back to me. <laughs> it's it a really really nice vibe. It was a very quick reaction with Ricky because sometimes I send him stuff and it, you know, I'll prompt him and say, "Oh, I sent you that. What was that like?" And you know, I can tell he's either not listened to it or yeah. he's gone in and gone but this was instant this was oh my god I love this EP what is this mm. what she sent me and it was on repeat because you're like I've had this on over and over and over and over again yeah. so I knew you'd hit the spot Wow. really quickly well, but also
2: when you're on holiday as well it's perfect yeah holiday. yeah
5: Just, you're, you're it's, it's so, not working yeah. quite so well in the, in the car park in Hartford. it doesn't have quite the same effect
1: oh, it does <laughs> so oh ok it does <laughs> <laughs> it does if you it takes you there
5: <laughs> takes you back to Portofino.
4: ok fine yeah. what does it sound like in the Bentley <laughs> yeah. oh you had to bring yeah, yeah. I I just indulge myself <laughs> in so just quickly tell you I went to see Gary
2: Newman last night wow did you uh, Yeah. Wow. at the um, Cambridge Corn Exchange wow I saw, I saw and what, what I didn't mean? I know about it well, wow, that's just... <sighs> He, Cambridge I, I don't pay exchange wow so. it was fucking amazing wow, and what what I loved about it was that historically uh, he has done gigs where he hasn't played cars, and I thought, how can you not play cars well he, and, he
4: didn't play any of the old tunes yeah
2: he? yeah at, a, at yeah. certain points and but last night he he played um cars down in the park sounded so oh. good uh, it was like oh. really, really tough, wow. you know, wow. there were lots of guitars, and it was so beautiful, and um, obviously our <coughs> friends <coughs> electric sounded yeah. incredible um and, and me i M- 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 disconnect which was one of my all- all-time favorites of his as well that was all yeah that was in fact there's a sound in me i M- disconnect that uh, i directly lifted off for kids in america like a white noise phasing wow. sound that i had it over the top and oh, uh, there's so many influences uh, from gary Numan from my stuff right, right? so it's for yeah, me yeah. It's, it was so beautiful just wow. to, to see him still there and doing it and rocking yeah. out and he was amazing
3: I saw Gary, um, funnily enough, at the Margate Winter Gardens, and it must have been 83? Yeah. 83. And it was back in the days where he had that that whole sort of stage set with all the neon bars and it. I mean, just visually, it was such a spectacle.
2: Oh, it was so good. It was so good. Uh, Yeah, really enjoyed it. Yeah, so anyway, just thought I wanted it. (laughs) Yeah, all about that.
4: (laughs) Thank you for that. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. thanks uh, for sharing.
2: Nicky Boy, thank you for coming. It's a pleasure. Um, always lovely to see you, we've been on tour many times, and yeah. loads of gigs, and yeah. had um, lots of fun.
4: Yeah. yeah. You've had any, I was thinking, in, in in 34 years, I don't ever remember having a sensible conversation with you. <laughs> no. So, this is going to be a, gotten, a test, yeah, yeah this is going to okay. be quite a test. We're normally drunk, can't
2: we? We're normally sort of well, get yeah, well, yeah, I
4: hungover, one the two.
2: Yeah, vodka and tonic is your one, I think, isn't it? The first, oh,
4: ah, yeah. yeah, first time I ever met Rick, right? A, it was in a in a in a hotel somewhere. It uh, says, "What would you like a drink?" I said, I have, "I have vodka and tonic, please." So he he brought me. He turned up to the table <laughs> with a pint glass. What? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a tiny little bottle of tonic there, and a pint glass full of vodka. That was his, you know, is a vodka and tonic.
2: <laughs> yeah, you got you got a taste of vodka. You've got, you've you can't, got, can't you, it you with can't with drown it you
4: know. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> So, so I I thought, yeah, we got ah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, this is a, start of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So, so what are you up to at the moment, Nick?
4: I'm uh, <coughs> in between jobs. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm uh, obviously the usual festivals and malarkey, and, Malarky, and it's still kind of almost. I've got a few more gigs this year. A couple of little trips to Denmark and Finland, and some of the Let's Rock Arena shows before Christmas but other than that I'm, I'm kind of trying to finish off an album mm-hmm. one of them album things <laughs> wow people still do that they still do that and that's, that's but uh, the last one was 2012 so it's well overdue beautiful album that was thank you very much mm. so um, obviously
2: there's a bit of a mutual um, admiration thing I know Nick's been listening to yours stuff nice. as well Jess and um, yeah so <laughs> lovely <laughs> yeah. He's just exploded yeah. in the studio, just to be clear. <laughs> so, so what have you been up to, Jess?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, Brilliant. I mean... uh have done must, loads. I, yeah, I have done, I have been a busy boy. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, I must admit, it's, it's somewhat surreal being here. I'm just trying to stay
2: calm and... Collected, and um... I think it's, we... it's lovely to have you, Jess. It really is. I'm a, huge, I'm, a I'm a huge fan. I, I, we, we um, Lee and I, we went to um, Grace Lightman's gig. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the other yeah. night, and, yeah. and I was a fanboy, literally. Yeah. I, really, I, really was, was, I was. Really yeah, yeah. fanboy. Well, we, we were yeah. together. The restraining almost. orders on the way. <laughs> At the midnight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the midnight. Yes, yeah. the midnight yes, gig. We were, that, that was bizarre that we were all there. And Nina was there. As well, Nina was well there that's too. where I, where I met Nina. Yeah. But, uh,
5: Lee introduced me to Nina because yeah. uh, um, that's a, yeah I forced you on. <laughs> is what happened. <laughs> no, I can't talk to her. Yes, you can. Off you go. <laughs> Lee, Lee has his blog
3: uh, Teasers and Dares. and he, I and know he had, he's um, been very kind to me on that blog. Actually, on more than one
2: occasion. So
3: thank uh, you, Lee. Oh, Teasers and um, are dot yes. com,
2: and and he um, um, reviewed some of Nina's stuff as well. Oh, yeah. And so obviously yeah. seeing Nina there was a, it was a nice moment for him to say. I'm Lee from Teasers and Dares, and, and obviously. And then the, Rick
5: pushed me out the way, and yeah. it was like, and I'm Ricky why <laughs> <Yeah. Miles." laughs> Would you like a pint of vodka? <laughs> you've
2: and done then, a couple um, of
5: tracks with her too. Yeah. Right? So and through that, she's
2: been up here a couple of times uh, with Laura Fairs, her, her partner, who's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, amazing writer, and a, uh, they're both lovely girls. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, we've, we've we've had a couple of days writing, which uh, I absolutely loved. And um, I'm hoping they're going to come back and do some more work. Brilliant. But I noticed uh, yesterday that you tweeted, Nina or liked one of her tweets, and um, I was thinking, what a, what a great... What a,
5: yeah, that's definitely you know, a collaboration. collaboration. would be Wait, waiting to happen. Yeah,
2: it would be fantastic. I mean, the interesting
3: thing with this project is it's been mostly instrumental because all my other projects have been vocal-orientated yeah. projects. Yeah. And um, it, it, it was so great to sort of end up doing this new project because there were no real limits apart from you sort of had to stay 80s somewhat, but there were no constraints to what you, you know, could do. And I thought, you know what, I'm really I'm just going to go full-on
2: instrumental for a while here. Mm. And, so it was, it was a deliberate... Um, it was pretty much the, deliberate. The whole 80s yeah. thing was a deliberate... Why, why, why would, did you go in that direction? What, what, what the was short, your inspiration for that?
3: Yeah, the short story is, is that um, I've been producing numerous different genres that are all sort of loosely connected over the years and... Um, I was, I had another project which is called Ocean Sky, which is actually Deep House, believe it or not, but sort of very emotional, you know, melodic, uh, emotive. Um, And um, I'd release some material via a label called Silk Records, which is a sort of Russian-US label. And um, they brought out this remix album by The Midnight. And I was on their mailing list, and this album, you know, got this information, Mm. oh, a new release, The Midnight Remix. Mm. And I thought, what's that? Okay, that's That's interesting. Check it out. So good. Yeah, and I thought the remixes were really good. I was impressed by Tyler's voice and the lyrics and everything Tyler's else. Tyler's voice is beautiful. Oh, he's the closest thing to you, funnily enough, I think. Really? Yeah, really, yeah, really, yeah. really yeah. similar, if, yeah. If that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not,
4: yeah. Is he a little fella?
5: He's actually not, is he? No, he's not. No. no, he's quite tall. But just the t- <laughs> <laughs>
3: It, <laughs> the tone of his voice, though the
5: tone it of his is voice is um, yeah, really? it's interesting. Yeah. And he can sing all sorts of different stuff because he does some solo stuff, which is not very, like the midnight yeah, at all. Yeah, very yeah. different. So it's yeah. One so of that, those so the so midnight
2: voices. was a, 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 an inspiration. For yeah, you?
3: well, what happened was I, I was interested in the source material. This is an album of remixes. What what have they remixed? Discovered endless summer, mm, and awesome. I to be honest, this. You know, back in the day, you'd buy an album, Standing in the Light, level 42 or whatever. I mean, I would play that inside out. I'd copy it to cassette. You know, I, I wouldn't listen to anything else for probably months. And this was the first time I've done that for, you know, two years. No, I'm <laughs> showing my age now. Um, you know, I just... I couldn't stop. I went to um, Prague with a Mrs. and we stayed there for several days. and We'd hired an Airbnb close to the centre of town. I had it on my phone and a little Bluetooth speaker, and we'd just be playing it in this apartment all the time. And it just kind of soaked up. And what's really bold is the sax. Mm, yeah. I thought, that is pretty. You're going to go full 80s. And I know yeah. Tim. And there's a lot of it, isn't There's there? a lot
2: of it, but it's brilliantly done. Uh, absolutely. I, uh, do you know what? I remember back in the day, the sax was. It's all over everything. Yeah. Durenne and... Yeah. Our yeah. stuff, we, we our, had, we Yeah, we a fair bit. And every given solo, there's <laughs> always a sex, <laughs> isn't it? You knew it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And
3: I, that really took me by surprise that they were that bold in 2014 yeah. or whatever it was, 2015, to go full on. So, but the player that they've got... And that's what really impressed me was Tim's production. This was taking this 80s aesthetic, this intangible kind of vibe and he put contemporary production values on it, you know, so it was full stereo picture, it was top to bottom um, and he was using lots of old kit and old sounds but just doing it in a new way I, I just couldn't stop myself. I was like, that's it. And for literally the next kind of two months, I got home and spent way too much on, you know, old plugins and Because everything's mm. did All the sense we were talking about, yeah. they're all in the digital domain. And it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like a kid in a candy shop. It was like this and that and and everything. And um, I, I literally probably spent the next two or three months did a whole probably two albums worth of material and um it's one of the best times I've ever had because like I said there was no restriction um and it's that, become
5: quite a movement, though, hasn't it? It's sort of called Synthwave. Synthwave, yeah. When, when we went to see The Midnight, what really struck me is I thought that they were quite a niche kind of, yeah. you know, duo that some people knew they had a bit of an internet following. Right. But the whole of the Scala in London, they sold out two nights. Yeah. And everyone there it's knew amazing. the word it's to amazing. every it's song. Huge. It yeah. was just like, wow, this is much bigger than I thought it was. It yeah. was... Yeah.
2: And, and it was but even down to the visuals as well, and the font on yeah. the on the midnight, and yeah. likewise yeah. for you and Nina as well. Yeah. Um, that there's that font thing yeah. with, with the with the visuals. It, it just it's just so powerful, and and um, it's, it's, it's very
3: visual. I found with this scene as well. Yes. It's not just, and that's what enticed me. I mean, the thing is, is that you know we came out of the eighties, moved to the nineties, and you didn't want to think about the last decade. It was you know any shots, you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, you just kind of wanted to move on. And it, I think it kind of had that for maybe the next 10, 20 years. But all of a sudden, I think people have been going, and you know this more than ever so, you know, people have just been kind of like, that p- decade was great. It was like a golden period. And people just, they're delving back into yeah. it. Was it though? It <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: really was, Nick. It was
3: amazing.
2: And you were, you, were, you were such a massive part of it. <laughs> I mean with the hairstyle and everything it was all so No, it's it's really
4: interesting listening to Jess talk because it's um, I mean both you and I uh, have had we're just trying to escape (laughs) (laughs) those kind of you know (laughs) the mantle of of being an (laughs) 80s (laughs) bloke you know and in fact to to the extent that when I, I recorded a um, well, I didn't actually record it. I, but, but the the movie um, Eddie the Eagle, or whatever, Gary Barlow was putting together the music for it, and he wanted some '80s. He wanted some new '80s sounding things, and I did. I was really busy. I didn't have anything, but I had a song called "The Sky's the Limit" that kind of fit the thing, so I sent it to him. That's a shit song. Isn't I know. <laughs> that's all i had so i sent so i sent it to him and then he he he, he called up and said yeah it's great but it's we, we, we want to make it sound a bit more racist. can you do that and i i just i didn't know how to do that wow. i didn't have a clue how to do that because i did i don't I didn't really understand what it was about the '80s right. that made made the '80s the '80s. We yeah, were just we, we were it, just we? using what the emerging technologies. We yeah, yeah. were just doing what you know. We, we we were definitely kids in the candy shops, wow. you know, because all this stuff was nobody had heard this stuff before. All this, all the drum machines and all the the the, the synth technologies that were coming out, I and mean, we were just sort of experimenting right. and just getting stuck in. Weren't wow! We? So we didn't know we were making a particular sound. We were just kind of... You know, you press that button and it makes that noise and that's all, oh, let's write a song around that. Or that
3: to me, that is just kind of mind-blowing almost because, f- for me, you, a pet- your, your sound, you know, just kind of encapsulated that period. So much of it, for me, personally. Right. And, you know, there were... You know, tracks like uh, Radio Musicola, I mean, just the production of it. I mean, when I heard that the first time, in mean, the first two chords, you know, the opening two chords, I-, I could just put that on loop and listen to it for hours.
4: <laughs> flummy he's, he's under the difficult third album.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, you know... you uh, You know, it, it,
5: that,
3: that's fascinating. <laughs> that's, that's the, fascinating test, though, to hear that the that. test, That is the test. Before yeah. you
5: two both arrived, I was singing B-sides to, to Ricky in the, in the kitchen, in his garden. No, don't remember writing that. No, don't remember this <laughs> at all. <laughs> he actually sent me a track the other day. It was a B-side of one of Kim's tracks,
2: and it was like hearing the song for the first time. Wow, really? I totally forgotten. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> that waiting happens. for the chorus. I'm, what the fucking chorus like? Yeah. It's like? Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a bit
5: weird. Yeah, yeah it's good when you surprise yourself like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What What inspired you when you first started? When you first got your deal? Because I know that you were. Um, you played in some bands around the Ipswich area, yeah, and you did covers and stuff when you got your deal with m c a what mm. did you have an idea of what your sound was? did you know, I don't what know if I knew what my sound was really? i mean I spent the previous three three or four years playing in a, uh,
4: a, a well basically a function to earn a living. We were a functions band we, and we did everything from a Cold Porter to, to you know the birdie song. We did everything which was a brilliant kind of. Apprenticeship for me, just uh, just just learning gu- guitar chords, mm. apart from anything else, uh, the ones that I actually bothered to figure out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've, I gave up on Cold Portal Middle Eight, so I just wasn't ever. Having <laughs> um, so, so I, there was so many things going on in my head. I was I was you know I wasn't, and I was aware of the charts, and I you know I had off the wall, and I had uh, Stevie Wonder albums, and I had, I was kind of. Connected to to that part of the music world in that respect, but I did. I, I didn't really know. I wasn't thinking I'm going to be a pop star or whatever. I was just kind of writing songs, demoing them on 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 a mate's TAC Porter studio. I
3: had
4: like fun of those. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and just sort of. Putting them out there and seeing if anybody,
5: you know, no record company took the bait. Then they kind of, when they signed you, they, they
4: didn't. Well, they didn't sign me to start with. They weren't interested in the first place. There was that. Then and I've got you know the usual pile of rejection slips. <laughs> uh And then you, then I got a manager who took the same tape to the same. Is that people. Mickey Modern yeah, Mickey. And and then he ended up with um with it you know I ended up with a deal. Um, and uh, you know, and and then the conversation comes. Well, who, who's going to produce it? And then. Because uh, that's obviously going to make a huge difference to how how it's going to sound. Um, and I did some demos with Rupert Hine. Wasn't Pete Waterman involved somehow as well? He was, it, not not as much as he says he was. <laughs>
5: <laughs> this is the that stuff I li- like.
4: <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> he he managed um, Peter Collins.
3: Oh, right. That's the oh, he connection. had a production
4: company called Loose Ends. Ah,
3: oh. um,
4: and, and Peter was, was in that stable, and he did t- he turned up every now and again. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs>
5: I'm going to keep
4: the I'm going to leave it there.
5: Um, but yeah, so so did MCA at the beginning when you got signed? Did they give you, you know, did they have an idea of what artist they wanted you to be? Or I do, yeah, I didn't really even know.
4: I didn't even. I, I don't even remember that because we, it was just basically it all happened very quickly. And and then all of a sudden, I was in Sami's studio with, with 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 Peter Collins. <laughs> Starting the process, and it and it was basically just copying the demos, <laughs> and just making the demos sound, you know, better, sounding oh, yeah. like they weren't recorded in yeah. a the studio. <laughs> yeah. um But the initial stage, it was it was like Juno sixty, right? um Me playing the bass and drum machines, and then we got Charlie Morgan in to play the drums, um and 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 then it got to a point which I, because I'm not a keyboard player, I just kind of you know mess about and i just i like i like the noises they make that's, 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 that's all i know so um it came but, to a point when you listen to human racing yeah. and, I, and, I mean, and I, i'm to, here, Gary.
3: yeah but i didn't yeah, play yeah. i didn't
4: play the keyboards uh, that was, but you wrote it yeah. i didn't write it but that was that was that was my <laughs> mate reg who brought that to life really but did, um, did
3: he, is that right then reg actually played that the keyboards on
4: yeah, well, I was in this the band I was telling you about previously. Yeah, he, he was he was it was the uh, this is a blind keyboard player called Reg Webb. I've, yeah, who, I saw uh, an interview with him. Who sadly yeah. is no longer with us. He, oh. he left us last year. Um, but yeah, he's and he he played on a, the original demo, which is about two or three years old. And it was called "Look Behind You." At that time, is that is right? Knows everything. This <laughs> is amazing. It was called "Look Behind You," and it had two choruses. No, I only had one chorus instead of the two. I think. Ah, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And then it's. Uh, I mean, we're struggling, man. We got all the the, the best session players. We had some, some great keyboard players on that album, but none of them could really nail this right. particular thing. Yeah. It just wasn't feeling like the demo. And, it, uh-huh. and Peter said, "Well, who played on the demo?" And I said, "Well, my mate Reg." Well, wow. could fucking mate Reg in it. Mm. So we did, and we wheeled him in, and he he just sort of, you know,
3: it's all over uh, it. honestly Nick. That song is. I mean, even to the. I was listening to it just last week. It, Today, it's still,
2: it just never, that flame it has just never goes out. It's just incredible. And still sounds as fresh as when you f- first hear it. It's Unbelievable. Perfect, isn't it. Unbelievable. Beautiful
4: production, yeah. beautiful yeah.
3: vocal,
2: Nick. You've yeah. got to say, shut up.
4: Wow. <laughs> you, sm- you smashed it, mate.
3: Funny you should mention Charlie Morgan. This is how I'm, I'm going right. a full nerd mode okay. now, right? Go for it. Because obviously, he was a session drummer, right? Yep. So, not too many people would have known him necessarily. Yeah. I know I was at some music fair in
6: Kensington
3: Olympia or something 80. Mm-hmm.
6: How would you like to look 5 years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking 5 years younger at 6 months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC.
0: five or
3: whatever. And um me being the nerd I knew what he looked like. I knew I'd done my research to that degree. And I was like, that's Charlie and I was with a mate, you didn't know him, you know, from Adam. I was like, that's Charlie Morgan. So I had to go up to him, and he didn't know me from Adam. I'm like, hello, Charlie. You're Charlie, aren't you? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, thank you for the work you did on Nick's albums. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and he was actually really nice to me, actually. He was like, oh, thanks, yeah, you know. Because, you know, I think he was quite surprised that someone, you know, came up to him, and, you, know, you know, for that work. But he, he, I mean, he's just an incredible drummer. Wow. But I, I have another, maybe later on, another key Charlie Morgan, stroke Mark King
4: question oh, right, for okay. you but one of those yeah well, go for it now <laughs>
3: go for it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well i'm going in a supernova <laughs> now. i mean I, I was a major level 42 fan yeah uh, like your good self and um you know i, I used to be uh, practicing all the, yeah. the lines with my mate omar and we had this um, music shop down in canterbury and we used to go down there after school and Get the bases off and just yeah. stick the compressor on and
4: slap away. Yeah, slap
3: away. You know, and because um, obviously, uh, my, my sort of story with you is, I'd heard. I won't let the sun go down. Wouldn't it be good? Yeah. You know, they were floating around in the charts. I was still at school. And we'd gone on a school holiday somewhere, and uh, there was a friend of mine, she had a She had the album on cassette, and she just kept playing it, kept playing it. And, you know, a lot of albums, there's, there's the standout singles. But what took me by surprise was the quality of every track on that album. It, it was just like one after... The, and I kept... Well, that's good too. You know, drum talking. But, you know, it just... And at that point, I was just... You know, hook, line, and sinker. You know, and then um, kind of followed all the way that through, and I knew the the riddle was coming. I think Don Quixote was the first single. Is that right?
4: Ah, uh, uh, I think the riddle was the first.
3: Was song. it the riddle?
4: Yeah.
3: Um, and then um, obviously the 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 twelve inch was in the shops, and I'd gone down there and got my savings, and then um, I listened to Easy, and I thought. That's Mark King. At that point, head blown. It's like Nick Kershaw and Mark King. Oh my (laughs) God! I mean, literally, I could not believe it. It was like Christmas in what I think it was November or whatever that album came out. And um, so I was, you know, I was imagining God to be a fly on the wall when you recorded that with him. And I was always curious: how, how did that come about? Did you? did you know him before then or was it a manager connection and when you did you have that song kind of partially written or was it a jam session did you record the whole thing is the more material there's like 12 questions <laughs> <That's> right, <there.
4: laughs> well, <if you laughs> shut up a minute i'll tell you <laughs> <laughs>
5: I told you I'm
3: going super nervous,
5: uh, right. right. You so, can answer now. I'm, can I just say, uh, now getting a little bit of insight into what it's like for you when I talk to you, but carry on. I'm sorry, Nick. Oh,
2: no,
5: it yeah. is. This terrible. is just question number wonders, one of wonders 22. My ego you know, I'm going to get my pad
3: out in a
1: minute.
4: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I, I was doing Top of the Pops. Um, one of the singles of the first album, I can't remember what it was. I'm just sitting there gym rehearsals and I get a tap on the shoulder it's Mark
1: Whoa.
4: Uh, and I didn't know him although I used to go and watch Level 42 right. in South and when they were doing clubs right. in South End and stuff like yeah. that and I was, yeah. I was a big fan of, yeah. of, of Level 42 um, so he, he introduced himself and said Bla, blah 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 <laughs> blah and, and uh, you know Kenny Johnson will play on your next album you
3: are kidding <laughs> no, and you, you went so, uh, I'm not too sure when
4: <sighs> have really yeah. ready if you yeah, get a but, bit better <laughs> yeah. so um uh, and about um, two months later, we started recording um, the the second album. And I mentioned this to, to my producer Pete Kines, yeah. and he went, "Who's Mark King?" <laughs> what? So, I, <laughs> so, oh, okay, yeah.
3: uh, <laughs> that's a new reality. Yeah. Yeah. He
4: does this, uh, uh, and so anyway, so yeah, <clears throat> so I, I went and I, I, no, I wrote that for him. I thought well, i wow. got to have something because there's nothing that because wow. well, i play, I've done most of the bass already on the on the on the on the album, and I, there yeah. wasn't really anything there that I thought would would do him justice, so I thought, oh, well, I'll write one for him so that whole you know the be
3: that was that your line that yeah. he then... good grief you are a superb super super <mumbles> talent
4: why wow. um So that yeah, I do remember that night though. That was that was a great night. That was one one of those, you know, you got memories of just little studio moments and stuff. And that one, I'll never I'll never lose that one. That was a great night.
3: So you literally were in the studio, all set up to go, and then just rehearsed the song, or did you
4: jam, or no? We um, (coughs) I'd I'd sent him a a cassette. I think I'd sent him a cassette. I don't actually. I'm not even sure I had. Wow. I'm, I'm I'm beginning to think now that he just turned up and I play. We played. Right there and then. The demo to him, and well, there wasn't much of a demo. I don't think I just had the sort of basic chords, and uh, it goes like this, and it's just me, Charlie, and 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 wow. and Mark. Um, and then we did it, and we t- we did it, it was quite quick, and we did a couple of takes. <laughs> um, and it was way past Peter Collins' bedtime because he usually <laughs> he goes I'm at eight, you know, seven fifty nine. It's right, right <laughs> I'm going to bed. <laughs> um so this was like sort of 10 half past ten, eleven o'clock at night so he was way past his bedtime but he was he was sitting there with his gob open he couldn't believe what he just said oh seen. wow yeah and then so we 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 did it and then he came then we we came back into the studio and we thought that's brilliant wow thanks mark and he yeah. said uh, do you want me to track it <laughs> i said i beg your pardon <laughs> do you want me to track it <laughs> um okay so he tracked everything he just played note for note amazing in, good in, in, I think it might have taken him two takes but he <laughs> wow unbelievable wow yeah that was a good night uh, amazing an but, amazing track but there, there was nearly well, we, I, I nearly actually started a band with him There were with what? M- me him and, Mark, and me him and Simon Phillips um,
3: oh my god that would have been incredible because I knew Simon
4: from yeah um, from, he just lived down the road from me. Really? Yeah. In Ipswich? Well, I didn't live in Ipswich then. Oh, that I, but time he lived, in yeah, he lived in a little village in, 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 in Essex called Bures. Wow. Um, and he, yeah, he said, let's, let's, let's do it. And we had a few rehearsals oh, and, and, and stuff, but it never sort of came to anything. And really. did
3: you record any of that by any chance? No,
4: there might have been a sort of a, 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 a dodgy old tape of a, a rehearsal at some point. But wow. I although you, I'm saying it probably doesn't exist anymore, but I'd be amazed. You're amazed at some things that just turn up on on YouTube.
3: Yeah,
4: I mean some of my old demos, likewise, unbelievable. Yeah. And when some did they find. Them? I don't <laughs> know. And some, I mean things I've never heard. Of, there was uh, the, somewhere on on there's there's a tape of me playing an acoustic version of I Man let the Sun Go Down on me um, with uh, with commentary. Just me explaining to the keyboard player what I wanted him to play in the studio. And stuff. Wow! Or, what, or, or, or not, no specific keyboard player, just, but just in my head going, "What?" Well, uh, th- then there's a line here that does that, and there's that. wow. And that where did that? I didn't even know it existed.
3: Oh, is is? I think I've even heard that. Where are you explaining the chord changes on the guitar? Yeah,
4: probably something like that. Because
3: yeah, I listened to it and I thought,
4: because I didn't even know what it was, yeah. someone sent it to me, and I thought, "What is this?" <laughs> That is me. That is me. And I can even envisage the room I would have been sitting in 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 a dodgy old rented um, farmer's cottage in in Essex. Wow. Yeah.
3: Another final nerd question on the
4: easy Mark King thing.
3: The chords that you put together there. One of the things I think I really admire about your music, and I think this may come from the fusion... You know, sort of pre Nick Kershaw era, yeah. is that you managed to. I was quite into jazz funk and things like that, and there were lots of progressions and epic things that were pretty much just for that niche crowd. You couldn't take them much further. You know, people would yeah. be like, what are you what are you playing? You know. But you managed to somehow transcribe those into much more wider commercial music, you know, on know how. You know, when it all breaks down, bam bam I mean that's almost like a jazz funk, you know, people are just gonna go right into the solos and do everything there. Yeah. Similarly, cloak and dagger, that guitar line, there's loads of space and then yeah. the chords come in
2: and everything else. And I think um It's I, really I, intricate stuff, isn't it? it but is. but the, the melodies and the and the and the and the hooks are very clean. Uh, yeah. 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 Just so hooky. And, but and, and it's it's quite it's quite Unusual to yeah, hear that, that exactly. those two together, yeah, hand in hand. Yeah, exactly, yeah.
3: and it made it so accessible at the same time. And um, on "Easy," you know, you've got that great line, and then those that whole chord sequence there. Do you remember, by any chance, what you played that on? What synth that was? That's real super nerd, isn't it? That is. I don't know if I
4: played any keyboards on that. Really? No, I just played guitar on it.
3: Who played the keyboards? A lot of it asking. would have
4: been Andy Richards. Oh, okay. I think, Um, yes, I think I'm pretty sure it was Andy Richards, and also in that then that line at the when it was just. But <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> those those chords, those chords underneath there. they they're, 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 they're kind of, yeah, well, I'm c I can not really claim credit for that for those. I think can't, there's something that happened in the studio. I mean
3: whatever that is. I mean that's all
4: it's Joe Joe's on and all and whatever going right. on there. Just,
2: but you let it happen.
3: I let
4: it happen. <laughs> 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 i was I that. was in the room yeah. when it happened. <laughs>
5: <laughs> did you know when when you recorded your album, the, the debut album, did you Know you had a hit? Did you know? Did you think certain Did mm. you think certain songs would do better than they do or vice versa? Were you surprised that certain ones did better? I, think,
4: I don't know if you think the same thing, Rick. Um, but but when it all kicks off, when it all starts, and you're, you're having all this attention lavished on you, you've got record companies spending a fortune. You're in this amazing studio you know, you're with the top session players you're with and, and everything's kind of wow this is I'm, I'm surrounded by people that are telling you you're great and it's going to happen and, but you have you've got absolutely no no doubt it's going to happen i'm going to be huge It's, it's absolutely not. yeah and and it's a kind of energy which is really useful yeah. to harness when you when you when you and it's because it kind of it gives you more creative energy and it just kind of it's a real driving force yeah behind making it happen um and it happened, and then you think, "Well, of course it did. Why, uh, yeah, right? It did. Yeah. Why wouldn't it?" <laughs> but then, then, afterwards, you you kind of you look around you and you go, "Actually, that that was just fucking lucky, wasn't it?" Because the and you bump into all these incredibly talented people who 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 had the same, you know, the, they had the same thing happen to them, and it didn't happen, yeah. right. You know, because it's just,
2: it's it's a a planet. I always say this, it's planets aligning. You need every single part It has to work.
4: It's the right TV show coming at the right time. It's
2: a disc jockey that, yeah. He wants to play it and, yeah. and the it's, right record label, the, it's the right A and R guy, the right decision on the first single of, of the album, or because yeah. if, if you get that wrong, it's, then it might fall you, over. You, had, wow. you got
5: given a, another go at it back then, so I think yeah, well, true, I won't yeah, let the sun go down because mm, the first single yes. didn't go top forty, yeah. but you were allowed to keep going. Some bands now that first single, it's a one uh, yeah. single deal yeah, that yeah. doesn't work, yeah, you're gone, <laughs> gone, gone. We had a
3: similar yeah. thing because we had a manager at the time, uh, very early 90s and uh, he managed to get us to EMI, and he'd t- taken some stuff in. And he came back to me, and it was on the phone. Yeah, Jess, you know, I got a an and R guy at EMI interested in they're, they're willing to pay for some more demos. You know, ah, boy, this is amazing. You know, and we went in, recorded this track, great big epic kind of thing, and it all sounded great. And we thought that's got some potential legs or whatever. Send it back. Change of a and R guy. His comment is, yeah, come back when you have got a hit single. <sighs> Yeah, yeah. I think all, you know, it's yeah. just like yeah. we've all heard oh, that one before, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. so it's <laughs> the, the worst phrase you ever want to hear. <laughs> yeah. I know, but it, it was kind of uh, it, it was an interesting because I had this foolish idea that you know you're just going to get signed and everything's going to be taken care of, and it really, you know, just too young really, and not not able to sort of compute everything that's
2: necessary and and automatically that that phrase puts pressure on you yeah. as a writer it's not it's not like go in and make yeah. a great record yeah or a great yeah. song
3: what happened to development
2: yeah. make a <laughs> no, hit no, record no. make a song that yeah. not only you like but everybody else has got to
4: like yeah. as well. fucking hell yeah you know, it's yeah. hard enough it's and hard yeah. enough to
2: write a song anyway but let yeah. alone with those constrictions that's yeah. a very good
4: point point. and i don't actually. know about you but i only started <laughs> thinking about what it was to write a song when i when I when people stop buying them, <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Because as you, you start analysing it, because you all think, over. well, you know, well, I, I I make music and people buy it. It's right. as simple as that, yeah. you know. And then all of a sudden, people aren't buying it so much, and they're buying other stuff. And you're going, what am I doing wrong? And then you start analysing and so what was it about that record right, yeah. that made, or that song that made yeah. it? Hit? And it probably, and like we just so, said, yeah. it wasn't just the song; it wasn't. It was a whole bunch of collective things that got lumped together. That's the reason it was a hit. So you can't just say, um, it's the song, it's certainly the song. It never is. It's always other stuff going on.
3: Well, talking of um, writing and I've, I've heard you mention this a couple of times, between Human Racing and The Riddle, you, had, you were given two weeks to write yeah. the material for The
4: Riddle. Pretty much.
3: <laughs> really? It yeah. was really two weeks? Oh, my God. And did you have any material at that time?
4: I had Wide had Boy. Right. That was, in fact, that, that nearly made it onto the first album. That was quite, that was quite an old song. Right. Um, I, that's and that's it. That's all. But, I,
3: and you literally everything you did sort of
4: complete that mission, as it were. Um, pretty much, yeah. Apart wow. from apart from easy. Wow. Because it already started. Recording. Is, it, I mean, given two weeks, that
3: is a seriously impressive couple of uh, a fortnight's that's, work, Nick. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah.
2: bad, isn't it? That, that when back yeah. in eighty two, eighty one, eighty two, when when kids was, was uh, suddenly took off, right? And Mickey Mo said, "Right, you better go and do the album." And it's kind of like yeah. God, the the, the, the yeah. whole pressure of that whole yeah. thing. Yeah. I look back on that now. Yeah, how did I? No, say same.
4: That? Or, or why I did that? I do that? You know, well, why did I? Why did I agree to have another album release yeah. within nine months yeah, of the first one? Yeah. Why did? And I was still promoting the Human yeah. Racing at the yeah. time.
2: I mean, harder for you, Nick. I mean, for, as, as an artist as well as, as writer, um, for me, obviously Kim was going out there and doing all the all the promotion yeah. for it and the and the, the the photo sessions and the interviews and blah blah wow. blah. Whereas yeah. uh, for for me. Uh, you know, I was just stuck in the studio to, to, there, so I, at least I had the t- the, t- the time and uh, to, to be able. Why to Why didn't write anyone want to uh, take your
5: photo? Really?
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they did, but I wouldn't let them. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> <laughs>
4: no, there.
2: the there. yeah. <laughs> there's um, but it, at least I had a little bit of time to be able to, to do that. Yeah. But you yeah. can't write yeah. on tour. You can't write. It's impossible. Well, that's what I was wondering because you know yeah. it, it is such an amazing body of
3: work, you know, and that's why I was thinking. Surely, maybe between a gig, you know, you just hear that, or there's a little idea on no. the tour bus or whatever. Wow, must you remember? Do
5: remember that? It must be so intense. I don't remember it being that intense.
4: Just a, <laughs> a weird thing. I just because I we, we were living because even even though the the the, the first album had done so well, we, the, the, the money hadn't come through right, yet. Right. Yeah. So I was we, we were still living in a, a little one up one down terraced house just in in Sybil Herdingham in Essex. Um, I know it well. So, <laughs> and I we just had well, I, no, it wasn't a one up because I had a spare bedroom and the spare bedroom was with you know was, was with the Juno six. Oh lavish then. And, yeah, and tr eight oh eight. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, a, a bunch of you know just and and, and a, a Revox or something, just some kind of means of recording stuff w- w- wow. was up there, and I just, just I just remember spending two weeks in that bedroom, just and I didn't have. Um, but it's because the producer came over as well, sort of towards the end of that period. Yeah, uh, and, he, and he was kind of you know, to see what you've been to doing. see what I've been up to <laughs> for the last two weeks.
1: <laughs> and he went,
4: yeah, yeah. But I got, <laughs> literally, yeah. You know, come back when you got a single. No way. No, pretty much because he said, "Well, I don't, I, I can't oh, hear a single. Oh, no way. But I hadn't written the oh riddle. My God. I hadn't written the riddle. Oh, I see. So that was literally the last thing I did in that two-week period. Was was the the, 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 the wow. riddle? Wow.
3: And can I ask you, when you had... The, one of my favourite tracks from that album is Wild Horses. Oh, okay. And whenever that goes on, at any it still has the same emotional impact for me. It, it's unusual. You know, some songs you just kind of... You've crossed that path and you've heard it before, but Wild Horses just still gets me every single time. My, my dad, my old man, is a, is, a, is a very big fan, and it's really bizarre that almost a week before... We knew this was going to happen. We talk on the phone, and literally, yeah. we talk about your tracks and things like this. And um, we'd mentioned it, and my dad was like, "Yeah, who was that guy in Wild Horses? Who who was the guy? You know?" Oh,
4: now you, now you're really testing. Yeah. asking me what my lyrics were about from from <laughs> 35 years ago is like a real struggle for me because I'm kind of. What was I thinking? It's such a you know, weird thing recently. as
5: a fan that that is such a weird thing. Like we were talking about earlier, when I asked Ricky about songs, and he's like, "I have absolutely no idea." They because mean they've taken on such a new life, well, and to they you. change. the mean, the meaning yeah. changes as well. Yeah. And you
4: start. I start kind of. I remember after after writing the song, I'd, I'd i I'd not have a clue, and then then you do interviews and interviews, and it, and after a while, after sort of two hundred interviews about the same thing, and being asked the same questions about the same songs, you start getting an idea about what the songs about, and you start thinking <laughs> wow. oh actually yeah it's about oh, it could be about this and and um so I, I love you I love the story about the riddle,
2: yeah but where, where yeah, you, yeah, you, you yeah, had absolutely. the radio station saying that there was competition, yeah and, and Bruno, the, Brooks. <laughs> oh. Bruno
3: Brooks tell oh. that
4: story I love it well basically well I, but uh, this is no massive secret anymore the the riddle was basically a load of bullets <laughs> <laughs> From start to finish, it was a it was it was a guide vocal. I, I wrote the lyric, it was a guide lyric, a guide lyric. I wrote yeah, it really yeah. quickly because I, you know, we we're, were going in the <clears throat> into the studio the next week, and I mean, I needed something to to record as a guide vocal. Uh, and it never got basically it never got rewritten because we got so used to the the sound of the words yeah. and everything. Yeah. Just everything I tried afterwards, it just well, it doesn't sound right. We're just so used to this. Um. So yeah, and we called it the riddles, and that, that people think it's about something. <laughs> That's a really good idea. <laughs> And then, no. Not only did did MCA the marketing people at MCA start a competition to find out what the to
3: no do. way yeah. I didn't know without this. telling me <laughs> without telling me without no telling me. Way.
4: But then I walk into in, into Radio One a oh, live interview and, and Bruno <laughs> Brock says, and the Nick will be telling us what the riddles are. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: he won't. <laughs> It really worked. Oh, that is too um, funny.
5: Goes, Nick oh doesn't a fucking clue. <laughs> when wow. we um, we met Grace Lightman last week as we were talking mm. about and we were about some of her lyrics are are a bit off the wall. Yeah, yeah they're yeah, they're yeah. a bit unusual and we were asking what her process was and she talked about they they'd got this sort of great sound happening but couldn't quite get the lyrics to it. So they wrote the alphabet out on bits of paper and chopped them up mm. and just wrote words for each letter and put them on the floor, right. picked them up randomly and she just sang the words that were on the paper. Some Newspaper yeah, so the lines that yeah. we were talking about for her song was um, I think that tennis is super cool, it feels so one dimensional Lemonade, bring it to the hotel and that's right but in the song it sounds it absolutely make, it absolutely perfect <laughs> yeah. but you read it back and you hear it you're like what is that about and she's like well it i was, mean when lee says it like that it does sound pretty weird yeah. it's ridiculous yeah.
4: but in you hear it on the tune it kind of yeah. makes sense it all makes yeah. sense yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's just another what? instrument isn't it the voice yeah it's and it's it's the words in one in, in, in one sense they're okay you can write a song about something and connect with somebody through the words that's yeah. easy but another thing about the the Singing is is it it's a voice, and basically words are just a vehicle for vowel sounds and consonants, consonants, and just just kind of the, the sound of something. That's that's all. That's what yeah. all they are. Uh, my my no favourite well.
3: lyric of yours, funnily
4: enough, is "pocket full of fluff" from Easy. Is it? In, yeah, do not e- You know, I I don't even know there's a pocket full of fluff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is there a pocket full of fluff in Easy? Yeah, there is. Yeah, I've got a pocket full of fluff. Oh wow. Yeah.
3: But it's absolutely brilliant. Have you been seeing oh, it was something good, else? <laughs>
4: something
2: so <laughs> it. But, yeah. Lee says this to me, and, and I just think, what? And he looks at me, I see you him glaze over
3: yeah. and he's like... No, over. I just wondered I? if, it, you know, you were kind of going through the lyric process, you know, we've all been there, and there's just the one line that you cannot come up with, yeah. so you've got something down, and it just stuck. But what I thought was genius about that, and I think what's genius about some of your lyrics, is they are just throwaway everyday phrases that everyone has used Hooking. or hears. Hooking, really? Really and yeah, you yeah. managed to turn it into, God, yeah, that's what it's just...
2: And I think that's why your music connects so well, or, that's or so, lyric That's connects. so true, you know, there, yeah. there's certain phrases that, yeah. that you use in your writing, Nick, that I've, I've not analysed. When I'm writing, I always think, what would what, what people say here? And then you,
3: Well, that's what yeah. people say. I mean, yeah. if, it's a phrase,
4: yeah. if it's already familiar to people, you're yeah. yeah. kind of halfway but there, aren't you? Yeah. The
3: fascinating thing is, you would think a pocket full of fluff, you feel like that's just like a crazy little line, but the thing is, is just about everyone has gone...
5: Oh, God. God. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. I feel that's yeah. like, so true. Feels like it could be the title for your new album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm,
4: uh, <laughs> I'm struggling to find a title.
2: Yeah, what a beautiful chat that was. You can you can tell there's a lovely energy in the room. Uh, it, was, it was so lovely for Jess to meet Nick. And for us to meet Jess as well. I know Nick and I were thrilled to meet him. He's a, he's a lovely guy, incredible talent. Um, his new album is just absolutely beautiful. Please download it or buy it even better. Um, it's called Cherry Crush. And beautiful tracks like Lipstick and Sushi, especially that one. I absolutely adore. So, yeah, check it out. Um, please tune in next week for part two of this beautiful conversation and I'll look forward to seeing you then. Have a great week. Bye. You have been listening to Unsung Heroes with me, Ricky Wilde, Jake Wood and Lee Bennett. Produced and created by myself and Jake Wood for Wildwood Productions. With music and editing, again by myself, Ricky Wilde Artwork by Scarlet Wild and hosted by Acast. Just to remind you that there is a link in the notes directing you to a Spotify playlist featuring all the songs we have discussed in this episode. Many thanks for listening. <laughs>